the blast from our past network. You look pissed, Ben. Believe me, you got every right to be. But hey, will you will you just let me explain? This is television. That's all it is. Uh, it's nothing to do with people. It's to do with the ratings. For 50 years, we've told them what to eat, what to drink, what to wear. For Christ's sake, Ben, don't you understand? Americans love television. They wean their kids on it. Listen, they love game shows. They love wrestling. They love sports, violence. So what do we do? We give them what they want. We're number one, Ben. That's all that counts. Believe me, I've been in the business 30 years. Well, I haven't been in show business as long as you have, Killian. But I'm a quick learner. So I'm going to give the audience what I think they want. You bastard. Drop dead! Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and this week we are covering the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic from 1987. The Running Man. With me this week is no stranger to running scenes in movies. It's co-host Dean. What's up, Dean? Yes. What's up, Tim? You know I love this movie. This movie has so much running in it. This is your jam. It's got to be. This is my jam. This movie's made for me. It has so much uh, impromptu running. That's my favorite thing. Let's just get it out of the way right off the top. What do you rate this movie on a scale of 1 to 10 for its running sequences? Ooh, good question. Um, you know, there's, uh, because there's multiple sequences and I thought there might only be like one sequence of running and because it's Arnie's running most of them, I think I just got a running man's got to be a 10 out of yeah, 10 running. Movie. I, I agree. It just has to be. It's a 10. Yeah. It's got to be a 10. It's a 10. How can you not give it a 10? I didn't think you could move that fast. No, it's wonderful. What's another running movie? I don't even know. St. Elmo's Fire? Is that a running movie? I think that's a running movie. You know what? Interesting. This is okay. a better running movie than that. I'll just say, I haven't seen it, but I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking. I've got the, fe- the gut feeling that this is better. Better running movie. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the thing about running movies is it can't be a planned run. So it can't be like a oh. track movie. I don't, I don't like a planned run, mm. but I do like an impromptu run. And this movie's full of them. These characters don't know they're going to run and then they run. Right. Yeah. Because someone's trying to murder them. And yeah, hey, exactly. That's arguably when you'd be running at your best. Of course, of course. Who's running better than when it. they're about to be murdered by someone? It's so good. The running sequences are just so nice in this movie. I, I was enjoying every single one of them. I'm glad to hear that. I was not paying attention to the quality of the actual running, but I knew that you would be ready for that aspect oh, yeah. of the movie. So I didn't, I didn't need to worry about that. Yeah, I will say Arnie looks great when he runs, which is what I wasn't sure of going into this. I, I knew I was going to keep my eye out for the running, and I was like, I wonder how he looks when he runs. He looks incredible. He's Arnie. Why would you even I question know. He that? always looks incredible. When does Arnie not look good? Yeah, he always looks good. Yeah, always. Now, Dean, I think our cousin told me about this one. 
That's where I heard of it. Oh, cool. Yeah, they had satellite. We've mentioned it before. They had satellite. And they got the yeah. movie channels. Cool. And he said, dude, you have to check out this Arnie movie. And he was a huge Predator fan. He had already told us about Predator. And he said, yeah, you got to check this out. Check out The Running Man. And I'm like, I don't like track movies. And he's like, no, no, no. Ar Arnie's in it. And I'm like, Arnie? All right. I'm going to watch it. Wait, Tim, is this the same cousin that didn't take you to T2? No. No, it's not. Okay. No. Okay. Good. That cousin would have said, hey, I know a great running movie that just came out that you should watch. You'll <laughs> love it. It's called St. Elmo's Fire. <laughs> I'm, st I'm still not sure if that's a running movie. I really think it is, but I haven't seen it. I don't it. really, like, I know that's a big movie, but like, unsurprisingly, I have not seen it. So um, I don't really know what it's about. Me neither. Hey, that's something for our wrap-up show. We can circle back to that on the wrap-up show. Hell yeah. All right. Perfect. Dean, there's something magical about these Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, these action movies from the 80s that I was able yeah. to see as a kid. There was something magical yeah. about it. For sure. They're rated R. I'm not supposed to be watching them. I'm scared while I'm watching them because I, I don't know the level of violence I'm about to see. Mm -hmm. Um, there's always something in the movies that really is too much for a kid to see. I was nine, you know, when this came out. I probably saw it when I was probably nine or ten. Yeah. But there's just, there's something magical about being a kid and being able to see a movie like this. And you can't get that anymore because movies like this aren't really made. And that yeah. was a time and, and a place. And for anybody who knows what I'm talking about, there's just a magic. And... Like, what that turns into is just pure nostalgia for this movie. I have such nostalgia for this movie because of how I felt as a kid watching this. And Predator, too. These They came out very close together. Yeah, the movie is also awesome. Like, I, it is just really, really good. I, I Rewatching it for, for this podcast, I had watched it in the last couple of years, so I, I knew that I still, you know... I still liked it. I watched it a ton when I was a kid. This is Arnie sci-fis were like my jam when I was a kid. I was kind of afraid of everything except for Arnie sci-fis. Those are my R-rated movies that I would watch. Um, so going into this this week, I was like, okay, let's see how good it really is. It rules, man. Like I, I afterwards, I was like, wait a second. This is really good. Where does this rank on my Arnie list? And then I pulled up all the Arnie movies and I was like, this guy made so many fucking five out of five yeah. perfect movies. Uh -huh. It's unbelievable. It doesn't even rank very high because he's made so many amazing movies. You know what I find really interesting is that I kind of classify Arnold Schwarzenegger as a movie category. Like, yeah. if I told you, Dean, go check out uh, this Arnie movie you've never seen before, I'll just say that. I'm like, I'll recommend it based, that, based upon the fact that he's in it. Yeah, And then there's always like certain things that he'll bring from every movie to the next movie. But at the same time, all his movies are different and they're, they're ever changing. And, and he's a great actor um, yeah. to not just be typecast as the muscle guy. He managed to like work his way out of that very early because he is a really talented actor. And man, like, you know what you're going to get with him. Like, for example, just look at someone like Steven Seagal. Let's just take him as an example. Okay, I like yeah. Steven Seagal. I, I like his movies. But what you could say about Steven Seagal's movies is basically most of them are the same. 
Like if you've yeah. seen one, the next one is the exact same thing. It's just like a different gang. There's a different woman. He, he does different kicks or, or whatever, but you're not getting like the level of diversity that you get in these Arnie movies. Yeah. I don't I, I think it's really interesting. I think that just shows you like how special Arnold Schwarzenegger is as um, not just an action star, but a movie star. Totally. Total movie star. The more we revisit these movies, the more I realize how good he is, like, and how much he understands how he looks, how he looks on camera, you know, what he brings to a role. And he totally plays off of that. Like, he's not just being the big macho guy because he looks that way. He is like, he really works into the role that he is just this giant man <laughs> that uh, shouldn't be able to do things that he's able to do. And he kind of leans into that when he's doing things that are like unrealistic. He, he, he knows how to make it look. He knows how to make it look on camera so that we just like love it and it pops for us. And he makes all these one-liner jokes that shouldn't work and somehow always do. Like they just always work on me. Um, it, this guy's just a huge movie star. And I, I love that we've been like kind of knocking off uh, some of these from my childhood because it's just reminding me that like it wasn't just that I was a kid and like the big strong man. It is that he actually is freaking good. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I haven't. I hadn't seen this one in a while and yeah yeah I'm I my goodness it's it's a masterpiece it's it's it's, it's wonderful it's a masterpiece it's so good it's interesting because predator is released in 87 and 4 months later this movie's released okay and in predator he's the huge muscle head they make a point of at every turn showing you how big his muscles are then he yeah. comes into this movie, and while it still is like a typical Arnie, where he is the most overpowered character there is, they dress him down because he's supposed to be the everyman in this movie, right? Yeah. Um, that's the character he's supposed to be playing, and they really pulled it off. There isn't a single muscle shot of Arnie in this entire movie. He's wearing that awesome costume the whole time. Yep. And and it's and it, you can't see like any definition under it. And also, he's shorter than uh Yafa Koto. Did I say that right? Yeah, he's 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 shorter than most of the other big guys in the movie. Yeah. He's one of the smaller exactly. guys. Exactly. So he actually looks smaller than them and because you don't have any definition that's exactly what I was thinking when I was watching it because you don't see any definition in like the in the the outfit he's wearing uh you're just like wait it like Arnold's huge right like he's yeah. the hugest guy I've ever seen in my life right yeah um but they do a great job of like hiding that in this movie um that's kind of one of the, the thing I'm talking about where like he knows what he, role he's playing and he doesn't like at the beginning, he we get a little muscle at the beginning when he's in the prison and he's carrying like a, a huge slab of concrete. We get a little muscle, but that's it. After that, the muscle's gone. Yeah, it's gone. And he was probably the sixth biggest guy in this movie. Yeah, probably. So I think they did he's... a great job of making this monster, this giant, actually yeah. sort of feel a little bit like an everyman. Like, I know For his sure. character yeah. in Total Recall was also supposed to be the everyman, but they didn't quite do as good a job making you believe it in that movie. Like, he's just huge. He's so huge. Yeah. You don't buy into but, it. But here you can yeah. you can sort of buy into it a little bit. Oh, totally. I Total Recall, I think, is a joke because it's Paul Verhoeven. So I think it's a joke that he's an everyman. In this movie, he actually has to be because... 
we don't we we can't think going into it that he has an upper hand on anything. We have to have we have to be worried about him. We have to think that this whole crowd that's in this movie doesn't think that he could do anything that he could succeed at all. Um, so like we need him to look like an everyman, and somehow they succeeded at it for sure. Now this movie inspired the show American Gladiators. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, the producer of the show sold the concept to the network by recording scenes from The Running Man onto VHS <laughs> and playing it in the pitch meeting, saying, yeah. quote, we're doing exactly this, except the murdering part. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> what a great Oh, pitch. my goodness. What a great... That's that as is good so as, funny. That's as good as Jaws in Space. That's as good as Jaws in Space. <laughs> or Alien, draw the S on the dollar sign. It's equally as good as Yes, those. also very good. Also very good. Oh, that's the best pitch. Except without the murdering part. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Who great. doesn't want to see that? I'm in. Yeah, of course. I'm in. I'm yeah, in. I'm in. And I love American Gladiators. What a great show. Me that too, was. man. I love it. Absolutely love it. This movie also inspired the video game Smash TV. I don't know if you ever played that. Classic. No. Lots of fun. Quarter eater in the arcade. That's why I didn't play it very much. Just ate your quarters. Okay. You're, uh, yeah. you're basically like, you're in this game show, but you're running around with your machine guns just murdering people. Like you're, it's okay. almost like you're trying to escape from the the game show. Pretty cool. Oh, interesting. That's fun. I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure it had a trackball. Um, I've got a vague memory. Like it had a trackball, or the joystick went in like not just four, but maybe like eight different positions, or even maybe oh, more yeah. than that. Okay. Like, I just remember having like really precise control over your character, which actually for me was a detriment. It was like. Too many places right. to go. It's like I need to You're like be up able down to left move. right. That's <laughs> yeah. I need, only need to move in four four directions. Yeah. I'm a four directions wrong. kind of guy here. Let's I'm go. Just, it's too easy now for me to run into bullets. <laughs> up down left right A B. That's all I got. <laughs> just give yeah, me that. That's all you need. I like the games where you just have a button. You press a button. One button. Yeah. What's that? Like the gumball machine? I, I don't guess? know the, that game, Tim. How old are you? <laughs> Hey, we had a Pong. We had the Pong box. Oh, yeah, okay. It was a brown box. like a. It was like a console. All it did was play yeah. Pong. And all you would do was turn a little silver dial on the paddle. Uh, okay. Move your Pong okay. back and forth. Dude, yeah. it took Dad so long to figure <laughs> out how to set this up. Oh, I like, bet. <laughs> it felt like a day. It felt like he, like... Stormed out of the room and came back a few times because he couldn't figure it out. Oh man! And now I'm hooking like four systems up to my TV at the same yeah. time. Yeah, I'm wondering what the hookup was for that. Was that just like the cable screw-in type thing? Like, what no, was? How do you I, connect that thing? To do you the know TV? what? The, do you know the cord with the with two wires with two prongs on them? Do you know that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. I think it might have yeah. been that. But okay, yeah. It was yeah. a combination of like what where, what do you Difficult plug stuff. in where? What channel do you put it on on the TV? What do you yeah. do on the box? I don't know. But after all that waiting, we got Pong, and it sucked. <laughs> was not yeah. worth the pay. It was cool for like five seconds, and that yeah, was it. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. Maybe because I sucked at it. I don't know, but beside the point. Now, released in 1987 with a budget of $27 million, this movie only grosses $38 million, so not very good. No, that is a little surprising um, for a main reason that I assume you're going to get into, maybe? 
Uh, no. I'm just not sure a... what went wrong. I have some I- ideas, possibly. I've got I've got one idea. Okay, go do, ahead. So are, do you mention, Tim, that this is based off of a book? Y- well, yeah, that's kind of the next thing I was going to say. It is based on a book. Okay, but it's, so it's based off of a book written by Stephen King, although it wasn't under the name Stephen King. It's when he was writing books under the name Richard Bachman. Right. So perhaps an adaptation of a book by Richard Bachman didn't bring people out to the theater, but an adaptation of a book written by Stephen King might have. Maybe, but I would have felt like Arnold was the one pulling people to the box office at that point. Like, why does Predator do so much better than The Running Man? My thought is maybe the market was oversaturated with Arnie. Like, maybe people don't want to see Arnie, and then four months later see Arnie. Maybe it's like The Predator comes out first, it's a far superior movie... People don't like The Running Man as much. Maybe if The Running Man came out first, it would have done better, and then Predator also would have done good as well. I don't, I don't really know, but that's not a lot of money. Uh, that's kind of surprising. Yeah, that is very surprising. Um, and like I, like I was saying before, if it was Stephen King, like Arnie and Stephen King, that is just a very interesting combina- combination that I want to go to the theater to see. So maybe that would have pulled more. Um, I don't know when. I don't know when Stephen King said that those books were actually written by him. I'm not sure when that happened. So, yeah, weird, a little weird that this one didn't make uh, make that much money. Mm-hmm. That was directed by Paul Michael Glazer, and he has not done very much. This, I would say, is definitely his best movie, unless you're a mega fan of Kazam or The Air Up There. <laughs> the Air Up There, Kevin Bacon, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Kevin Hell Bacon, yeah. you got it. Hell yeah. Music by Harold Faltermeyer, and we've talked about him before. He did the music for Tango and Cash, movie mm. we covered. He did music for Fletch, Beverly Hills Cop, and Top Gun. Cool. And Tim, this movie is infinitely better than Tango and Cash. Just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> I'll, I'll agree. A movie I like, but I'll, this I'll is infinitely better. I'll give you that one, Dean. <laughs> Screenplay by Stephen E. D'Souza, who we recently talked about because he did Commando. Sort of the reason yeah. we're doing this right now. Yeah. Oh, I just loved Commando so much. It was so good. Yeah. The the opposite of uh, the opposite of hiding Arnie's uh, largeness. Exactly. Yeah. Commando shows you his largeness. Yeah, he's in a speedo in that. He's in a speedo in that movie for uh, like a uh, uh, a couple minutes. I think he was packing a sock. I don't know. You think? No way. No. That's all Arnie. That's all. That's he, all Arnie, baby. He's a he is a sock. He is a sock. All right. All right. Okay. I don't know. Hey, drop us a line. What do you think, listeners? Thanks for joining. Uh, D'Souza also did Die Hard, Street Fighter, and Judge Dredd. Now, Dean, very interesting cast in this movie. Okay. I want to get into the cast. We don't normally get into the cast. I'm going to get into the cast because this is some fascinating stuff. Okay. You have Arnold, a bona fide action star at this point. So that's kind of normal. You have Yafet mm-hmm. Kodo. He's already mm-hmm. been in close to 30 movies by this point, including Alien and James Bond's Live and Let Die. Legend. Legend. Then you have Jesse Ventura and Maria Conchita Alonso doing amazing work in this movie, both appearing in only their second movies ever. Oh, which cool. Which I find is wild. Maria Conchita Alonso. I cannot believe this was her second role ever. Like this must have just propelled her into her um, acting career. Yeah, for sure. So that's all kind of normal, I would say. 
Now things start to get a little bit weird, Dean. You have Richard Dawson, who's been in movies before. He's been on TV. Yeah. But he is yeah. most recognized as a game show regular hosting a decade of Family Feud and five years as a panelist on my favorite game show, The Match Game. Yes. Um, he's by far the most electric character in this movie. Like he just pops off the screen Incredible. like no one else. Pops, knocks it out of the park because he's just doing his thing. He's playing a game show exactly. host, basically. He's doing what he knows how to do. Unbelievable at it. Yeah, just popping. Now, representing the musicians playing Mick in the movie, you have Mick Fleetwood, co-founder of the band Fleetwood Mac. Another successful musician, Dweezil Zappa, plays Stevie. Representing the athletes, playing Sven, that's Richard Dawson's um, guard, yeah. is Sven Thornson, Denmark's strongest man. Oh, cool. Playing Dynamo is Erland Van Lidth, who was a heavyweight alternate on the American wrestling team at the 1976 Olympics and cool. was also a classically trained opera singer, and he really sang opera in this movie. It's amazing. Playing Fireball, Hall of Fame NFL running back Jim Brown. Okay, yes. Uh, you might remember him from Mars Attacks, where he just, like fist fights yes. the martians and it was the best as soon as as soon as he was on screen i'm like this guy's an athlete and i know him what's it from where do like where who is he and what's he from yeah excellent playing sub-zero successful wwf professional wrestler professor tanaka a three-time wwf tag team champion with mr fuji hell yeah and representing the criminals dean playing lenny who i don't even know who that is in this movie I couldn't figure it out, but it's Lenny. Eddie Bunker. Eddie ran away from home at the age of five, was first arrested at 14, was convicted of bank robbery, drug dealing, extortion, armed robbery, and forgery. He became the youngest ever inmate at San Quentin prison, but in his time in prison, he learns how to write crime stories. And after 30 years of being in and out of the slammer, he focuses on his writing career and becomes a successful crime novelist and actor. Fuck yeah, I love that guy. We gotta figure out who Lenny is. <laughs> That's our cast. I couldn't figure Amazing. out who Lenny is. No, maybe it's the guy who got his head blown up. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe that maybe was Lenny. Lenny. <laughs> I think that's the best <laughs> guess that I, I could come up with myself. I, I think that's him. Yeah. So very, very diverse cast. I love what they've done there. They've just like, <laughs> they got the that's athletes awesome. to play the athletes. And then they got yeah. some really like weird, interesting characters to play some of these other roles. Yeah, some of these small roles, like some of these roles that don't have a lot of speaking lines but need a lot of presence. You know, those roles that you're talking about with the musicians and the athletes, a lot of them don't really have lines, but they need to have the look and they need to have the presence on screen. That's really cool. That's a cool, uh, that's a cool idea for their casting. Yep, for sure. Now, there's a prologue to this movie. And it was very in your face. <laughs> like they've got white white text coming up the screen against uh -huh. a red background. Oh yeah, like, it looked like an FBI warning too. on a VHS. It did. Like, yeah. If you <laughs> copy what I this, thought it was, you're gonna go to jail and be charged five hundred thousand dollars. What a yeah. joke that turned I'm out. I'm like, to be, I already eh? I already paid five bucks for the rental. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't need this. I don't need this up here. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rip it. Okay. Who didn't? <laughs> rip vhs tapes back in the day like fuck of course off. of course if you had two vcrs that's all you did on your weekends was rip rip rentals 
Yeah, that's why you had two VCRs. Yeah, why exactly. else would you have two VCRs? Yeah. It was just to rip rentals. Yeah, and ho. We we know ho, what, we know we, what to do. Ho, ho did we rip rentals. Yeah, we know to put the little tape over the little hole that's missing. We got that. We got that figured out. Yeah, everyone. but that, oh, that was a good day when someone explained to you that, hey, you know that thing yeah. that gets ripped out? You put a piece of tape over it. That was one of those things like I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, buddy. Thanks for the lie. Yeah. And then you try it and it works and you're like, what? That Whoa. was true? Wait, what? Yeah. That's like, a, hey, uh, <laughs> you like Contra? Yeah. Go to your controller, press up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, <laughs> B, A, B, A, select, start. And instead of starting with three men, you'll start with 30. And I'm like, okay, yeah, right. buddy. <laughs> okay, buddy. Cool story. Yeah. Like after, you know, and- a couple days of actually trying to memorize it and pulling it off, it works. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. Changes your life. It's Yeah, life changing. It was life changing. Life changing events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as you figure out about, about that tape. Life-changing. Life-changing event. Yeah. It was all uphill from there. It's like, I I can conquer the world. I can can do great things. I can own every single movie that's ever existed. Excellent. I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to be somebody. I can start my own movie rentals shop. (laughs) Yes. With all my ripped VHSs. Oh, come on, dude. There must have been one of those out there somewhere. Somebody must have opened a store with just rips. Oh, for sure. For sure. And to that person who did it, I salute you. Yeah, that's like half the DVDs I buy on Amazon are just probably. Oh, yeah. 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 I also I think uh, obeying the law is appropriate as well. Uh, Oh, uh, just to throw that in there. Obeying the law is is very important for our society. This is when we were kids. We didn't know better. Right. Yeah, we couldn't be arrested. We were nine and ten years old. We were making bad decisions every day. Poor choices. I've, I already paid the fine many times. <laughs> what, $500,000? Yeah, I got caught and have paid that fine a couple times. Yeah, luckily the rental store will pay pay that off. Yeah, they found Ghostbusters and Rocky in my basement ripped, so I had to pay it twice. Nice. That was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I'm going to read this prologue. Okay. By 2017, the world economy has collapsed. Food, natural resources, and oil are in short supply. A police state divided into paramilitary zones rules with an iron hand. Television is controlled by the state and a sadistic game show called The Running Man has become the most popular program in history. All art, music, and communications are censored. No dissent is tolerated, and yet a small resistance movement has managed to survive underground. When high-tech gladiators are not enough to suppress the people's yearning for freedom, more direct methods become necessary. So we start off the movie, and Arnie is playing Ben Richards, and he's a helicopter pilot in the army. He's investigating a food riot and is given the Mm. order to fire on the people. He politely declines, gets attacked by the four other men in the chopper, and is detained and told that they'll see him in hell. What the fuck, Tim? He's <laughs> just aggressive. He's not going to fire on innocent people, okay? Well, you he's know what, not going to fire on them. He can burn in hell then. All right? Wow, he doesn't want to okay. kill those innocent people. Jeez. Burn in hell, Ben Richards. Jeez, everyone else in that helicopter is just like <laughs> really had a hard day or something. Yeah, they really wanted those Jeez. people gunned down really going after him for not gunning down innocent civilians now dean arnie's in prison 
and roughly the same amount of time into this movie as Commando, we see Arnie carrying not a concrete slab, like you mentioned, but a steel beam, just like right. the tree he was carrying in Commando. It was like the exact yep. same scene at the exact same time. Yeah. I thought that was cool. It was a nice touch. Very cool. What's more impressive? Oh, the steel beam by far. I think, yeah, I think the steel beam. I was very impressed by the tree. And then he comes walking around in this movie with a steel beam. Didn't you ever play a steel beam tree boulder when you were younger? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. What are you? Which like, is more heavier? impressive? <laughs> what's more impressive to carry? <laughs> okay. No, never, never played that. No, me neither. That was just a you thing. Yeah, no, I didn't play it either. I don't know. Okay, okay. You just heard about it. I heard people talking about it out in the playground. Yeah, yeah. Steel beam. Steel beam wins. Steel beam always. wins. Always. Yeah, yeah. It's heavier than anything. Now, one of the prisoners in the jail here, Weiss, he has a red vest on that said, trusty. Did you notice that? No, not at all. <laughs> it's so good. I think that <laughs> they just have like the people who they can trust as inmates. They slap trusty on their, on their outfit. <laughs> Awesome. So like it's like you don't have to worry about him. He's not gonna yeah. like try to revolt or anything. He's a trusty. I couldn't see anybody else wearing trusty, but I saw him, and Amazing. he was like the nerd. And I just feel like Amazing. they slapped it on him because he was <laughs> at no risk of like trying to overpower a guard or anything like that, which I thought was so, so hilarious. Because it turns out they were completely wrong about him, and he helped start a prison break where him, Arnie, and some of the others are able to escape but not before one of their buddies, we're calling him Lenny, his head explodes. <laughs> his head explodes. It's pretty head great. Explodes. Dude. Pretty great effect. <laughs> it's like, it looked good now. Like, I feel like they- It looks good now. I feel like they really did it. <laughs> I just feel like they did <laughs> no, it. No, I think they exploded someone's head. Tim, I think they did because here's the thing. He was running and he was in full run when his <laughs> he head was. exploded. He was in full run. He was. That as far as I know, up to that point, he's the running man. He's yeah, then exploded yeah, right. while he's running. Yeah. It was amazing. Know. Amazing effect. In my canon, that's going down is that just happened to happen for real. Yeah. That just, they blew Lenny's head up. Poor Lenny. Very oh, aggressive man. death. Very aggressive. Super aggressive. Super aggressive. Yeah. It's because they've, uh, the prisoners have these collars on. And if you run past, yeah. like if you try to escape from the prison, your collar can't pass, you know. The, the infrared beams and then it just sets it off and your head'll head'll pop off. Yeah. And he jumped he jumped the gun on the prison break. <laughs> he was, yeah. For some weird reason, like Weiss was having was trouble panicking. entering the code. This was weird. No, so okay, here's what, what happened. Here's what, what happened. happened. They so they they kind of have a handle on Wi Fi at that point. But uh like you gotta remember this is eighty seven, right? So they're not thinking of Wi Fi. But that's what was happening. The computer that they had wasn't connecting. Yeah, I got It wasn't I got connecting that. to shut down the system. Yeah. And it was because they were, at first, it's because they were in the prison. So they were in like the concrete walls. So then they went outside, they took it outside and it was still trying to connect. But when it was trying to connect, the fences were turning on and off. Yeah. And so the guy saw it turn off. And so he just booked it past, but then it turned on. But when he ran through it. So my only problem, small beef, my only problem is that when they were in the concrete building, the actual guard. It worked perfectly. It worked perfectly. He entered the code, no I problem. Know. Then they leave the concrete encasement, yeah. and now they're having signal issues. So yeah. So here, Tim, maybe maybe, maybe the Wi-Fi like hub was inside the concrete yeah. building. Maybe that's what yeah. I think. Also, it was on a laptop, so maybe that guy was hardwired in. 
And then when they stole the laptop, they were having to connect to the Wi-Fi. That's a that's great as well. Yeah. Right. Could it could be that? I think so. Either they way. were having connection problems, and the guy who was entering it at the beginning didn't have any. That's all we hey, know. I'm feeling better about it now that we talked it out. Great. Whichever yeah, route glad. you want to go with the answer, I'm fine with either. Yeah. All I know is yeah. I'm feeling Wi-Fi better. Issues. Yeah, Wi-Fi. They show us a futuristic Los Angeles, which looked really neat. In the movie, I think the year that they were going for was like 2017 or something like that, or 2019. Yeah. It's something very close 17. to now. I would say they had a really decent take on what 40 years in the future would look like. Like, it's not too far off from, like, what it looks like now. Their buildings were maybe a little bit more, like, space age, but all it was was, like, giant skyscrapers and, like, homeless people on the streets. And I don't know. It's kind of nailed it you know they don't have flying cars they didn't go into anything like that it's just like the yeah. world will be the same it's just like the buildings will be bigger there'll be more people in poverty and there'll be big corporations that get all the money it's like wow you kind of nailed it yeah yeah i agree because there was a couple things in the movie um, where I noticed that they were like really weird and different than what we have now and that just reminded me that everything I noticed should be weird and different because this is like 30 years in the future for them, for this movie. Um, so they did a really good job of not, uh, of me now in, you know, 2021, not, or 2022, not being able to notice that stuff. So Arnie and his buddies, Dean, they still have their collars on, uh, but they need to get them off, right? You can't run around with those things on. No, for sure. It looks suspicious. So they head to the street where they have a connection who can help them out. And as they're like walking these dark streets, very, very cool. It's like the underground. There's a big mm -hmm. video billboard on the streets advertising a game show called The Running Man, hosted by Damon Killian. I really like that not only they tease it early here, but that everybody on the street level, these are like homeless people, still have access to TV. Like, yeah. because they're trying to force their, like, propaganda on everybody, and they don't want anybody excluded, so they make it available to people who, like, are living in, like, shacks on the street and begging for yeah, food. Yeah, totally. I thought yeah. that was neat. That's a good point. Yeah, it's because it's their propaganda that uh, they want to make sure everybody's watching, get it to everybody. Yep. The TV network is called ICS, and they are an absolute powerhouse. Uh, Damon Killian, which is Richard Dawson, he pulls up to ICS and gets mobbed by fans. They just mm -hmm. love him. We learn really quickly, though, that he's an a-hole because this old man, this nice old man, is mopping the floor, sort of just like accidentally bumps Killian's like foot. And then yeah. Killian's like, oh, no, no, no problem. Don't worry about it. That's it's totally yeah. fine. You're doing a great job. Then he gets on the elevator and he's like, fire that guy. He's like, if I don't, I never want to see that guy again. If he's here tomorrow, you're not. It's classic. It's classic. This is the villain of the movie when it's a guy who fires somebody who's old and just made like a small <laughs> error. It's like I love that. in the movies where a person saves a cat, they're a hero. In a movie where uh, someone fires an old man who just stumbles, they're the villain. It's so true. I love that. Great so trope. True. It's so great. good. I laughed and I just loved it. I, I thought it was a great. Great entry for this guy. That never gets old for me. 
never gets old. It's so good. <laughs> and like being kind to his face and then firing him oh, behind his back. So great. So, so great. Oh my God. So good. Arnie has a plan to make an escape out of the country. He's going to go to his brother Edward's house for help. Unfortunately, there's a bit of a misunderstanding here, and his brother's just gone. And Maria Conchita Alonso, who's playing Amber Mendez, is the new tenant. Oops. And his brother is gone for the entire movie. Like, his brother never comes up again. Never comes back. There's just a misunderstanding. I... Your brother doesn't live here anymore. We don't know what happened to him. That's it. And that's not gonna that's not gonna resolve itself every single time I watch this movie. I've watched this movie so many times. I always think he's gonna show up at the end and be like somebody who's been like with Richard Dawson the whole time. I always feel like it's gonna be like, and this is the brother he was actually working oh, undercover. I never thought that. I always think that it never, I never happens, thought obviously. That. No. that would be an interesting twist. But yeah, no, I because I'm, I'm always remember at like when we get to the end of the movie, I'm always like, wait, where's his brother? Oh, he's going to show up. He's going to show up. Oh, here. yeah. No, no. He's gone. Yeah. Now, Amber recognizes Arnie because Arnie's in the apartment. He's like, yeah, went in and he's waiting for his brother, Edward. Yeah. And the commercial for him just played, it just played on TV. Right, so, yeah, Amber knows his face because yeah, he's an escaped murderer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she recognizes him because he's like, hello, I'm Ben Richards, Butcher of Bakersfield, which is a yeah. badass name, by the way. What a cool name. The Butcher of Bakersfield. It's so good. It sounds like it's from a, a better movie, like a, like a different movie. You know, yeah. it sounds like it's from like a, some sort of uh, musical or something like it just sounds so epic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. You're thinking of uh, Bill the Butcher. Yeah, even that, like, yeah, that's the gangs in New York. I'm thinking of like Sweeney Todd, you know, the 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 demon barber of Fleet oh, Street. Oh yeah, 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 nice, nice, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Ben Richards, the butcher of Bakersfield. Yeah, awesome. Falsely accused. <laughs> <laughs> almost spit out my beer there. <laughs> I was watching. I stopped. You I was caught me mid golf. I was enjoying watching you try to contain that. I didn't know if you're going to spit it out or not. <laughs> oh wow! I saved that <laughs> nice thing. save. Nice save. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Arnie takes Amber with him to the airport, where she turns him in, and he gets caught. Yeah, that uh, that's a little bit of a twist, I think, right at the beginning slash middle of this movie. That like they don't actually get anywhere. She sort of gets a little bit of an upper hand on him and then turns him in. Yeah, that's another like similarity to Commando. The kind of the exact same thing happened. Except in Commando, he went to the airport, took a girl yeah. away from the airport, and then she gave him up at the mall. Yeah. But same true. type of yeah, idea. True. Like the first chance for Arnie Arnie like kind of kidnaps a girl and then the first chance she gets, she turns him in. Obviously. Yeah, but it's so similar, though. and he's holding both women in the same way. He's got like the hand at the back of the neck, and just like you cannot move. <laughs> Very similar. It really reminded me of Commando. Yeah, yeah, no, no kidding. I can rip your head right off if I want to. Yeah, she's like, uh, just so you know, I get sick flying, and he's like, this shirt won't know the difference. He's <laughs> got this like Hawaiian shirt on. <laughs> That's a nice line. It's very She's subtle. Like, I'm going to puke like, all over you. I don't care. <laughs> Have you seen what I'm wearing? It looks like someone puked on it already. So good. 
There's some good lines in this movie. There are. I love the world building they're doing with ICS here. Um, they really like dig into the fact it's this massive organization. It kind of like, I don't like saying it, but it kind of reminds me of Disney a little bit now. Okay. Yeah. They're just, they're just so, yeah, I... so huge and so powerful. Obviously like yeah, the, totally. the running man show aside, just like the, the amount of power that this single like television corporation has yeah. is very similar to Disney. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if The Running Man was streaming on Disney Plus tomorrow, I'd I'd fucking watch it, Tim. Well, I mean, I'd watch it on any streaming service. I'd watch it, especially especially on Disney. It would be especially fun on Disney because it, right, yeah, it'd be very taboo for them. <laughs> uh, ratings, Dean, seem to be all that matter to ICS. It's all about the ratings. Mm. Yeah, and what Killian wants, Killian gets. And he saw a video of the prison break, and now he wants Arnie. But his assistant says, no way. Arnie was military, so they won't be allowed. So Killian calls up the president's assistant directly to work Hell through yeah. the issue. I thought that was very cool. That's just, they're showing yeah. you how powerful this show is, how powerful TV is, ratings are. And the guy who's kind of in control of the TV has a line to the president. It's like this television station, ICS, is on equal footing with like the president and the yeah. military. It, it's like yeah. a triad. Um, each of them, you know, are as powerful as the others. Because yeah. again, because they're the propaganda. They're like the ones delivering the message that the government wants to like enforce on the people. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's awesome. I liked it. It's and I, I like I like um, Killian making the decision too because like he sees the um, the prison break on a different TV in a different room. And oh he's yeah, like, stream that into here when they're trying to like decide who to put on the show. He's like, stream that into here, stream that into here, and then they stream it on their TV. It is Arnie running. He's running away. He's prison breaking. Yeah, and Killian's like, fuck yeah, this guy. I want this guy. So Killian, I like Killian already because he understands what a good run looks like. I mean, he has to. He runs a show called The Running Man. But uh, so I kind of, I kind of just on on with this guy right away. I'm just like, yeah, I kind of love him. Like yeah, immediate just, connection, hey? Immediate connection. He streams this thing in. He's watching Arnie run. I'm connected with him. Arnie's at this point kidnapped a woman, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm on board with Arnie. I think I'm more on board with Killian in this movie right now. Mm. Yeah, Killian is. It'll so switch. Great. It'll switch. But at this point, I'm like, I like Killian. <laughs> if you haven't watched the match game, you got to check out the match game with Richard Dawson as a panelist. Oh, yeah. Oh, unbelievable. I've spent so many hours just watching him on the match game. He's what a presence that dude is. He's a legend. Of course, he's a legend. He is a legend. He's a great game show host, like unbelievable, which is like, yeah, which just translates in this role. Yeah. So Amber's watching the news and the news shows that Arnie killed a few people at the airport, but she was with him at the airport and none of that happened. That's not how it happened, Tim. No. So Amber's thinking, hmm. Foul play. What's going on here? Because that's not true. Yeah. Killian meets with Arnie and talks him into participating on The Running Man. And I love this part. I always love this part. <laughs> they bring in the greasy lawyer, right? Who you just immediately, you immediately yeah. hate his face. 
and then he talks and you hate him more. But Arnie needs to sign a document and the lawyer offers up his back. So Arnie signs it and then just stabs the pen through the paper into his back. That's one of the classic all-time Arnie moves. I love it. So good. And nobody does anything. That's also what I love. Like, they don't give a shit (laughs) either. Like, they don't give a shit about this lawyer. Like, use my back in case you need it. Totally. pen through the paper, through the back, and this guy's just trying to get the pen out of his back. It's great. It's great. Nobody helped him get the pen out. No. And nobody was like, don't do that again, Arnie. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody cared. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody cared. I didn't even care. I'm like, yeah. I didn't even care. Yeah. It was just fun. Yeah. I have nothing against lawyers, but this guy was annoying. He's got like that great, annoying face, annoying voice. Like that's a perfect role for him where you just want to punch him in the face. Like he's so good at that. And I've seen him pop up in a couple movies now where I was like, oh yeah, this guy's great at just wanting to punch him. So ICS has created doctored footage showing Arnie actually shooting all of the people at the food riot. And this footage, Dean, it horrifies the crowd. Yeah, it should. It's bullshit. Well, it's a terrifying scene. And now they want his head. Yes, Tim. At this point, can we just talk about the production of the show? Because I think it's amazing. It is amazing, yeah. I think it's a a really good point to the movie. I think it's what makes the movie so good is how good this show is and how, like, engaged the crowd is. And so this is where it's like... They start it with like a dance routine and they're going to have multiple dance routines throughout it. I, I actually love all the dance routines. I think they're fantastic. Um, it's a cool way to like pump up the crowd and stuff. And then they go to the crowd and they go to like an older woman who's like a, a long fan of the show. And, you know, she's so excited to be there. And Richard Dawson's talking to her and she's like guessing who, you know, how long someone's going to last and who's going to go out first to kill them. And it's it just like makes you realize that it's like, oh, the fans love this shit. You know, they yeah. they love this show. Whatever they are pumping at these people, it's working. Like people love to see these criminals being thrown into this like this ring and die. Um, so I think it was just like amazing that setup of the whole show. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the the production value is wonderful. I'll make some points a little bit later just about the production and how it works for me with the movie. But yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't really going to touch on the dancing and how kind of epic they make the I whole love intro and everything. But yeah. it, they really do set it up good because they even show you like the people coming into the auditorium, coming into their seats and stuff, like almost like they're about to watch a Broadway production, you know? Yeah, exactly. It, it is very like, it's a very grandiose show that's happening here. So yeah, that's one of the really great things of this movie is how like how much of an emphasis they put on the show itself because yes. it's very necessary to make this movie feel the way it does because you get yeah. a definite vibe out of this movie that it's not just a straight like action murder movie there's something really like unique and special and different about it and i think yeah exactly what that is is ICS and this show and this whole idea that they're doing this you know, to keep the people watching in line and not thinking about other things happening in the world. Just focus on this show, get them wanting this show so much that they won't think about doing anything else other than just watching this show. It's like keep them plastered in front of their TVs. 
Yeah, and I think the crowd reaction playing into that is so important for the entire movie. And there's going to be moments later where the crowd reaction is really, really important. Totally. But just to set set it up right now as like, oh yeah, wait a second, everyone's like really into this, and like they go to a like an older woman right away, and she's super into it. So it's like, okay, this is interesting that it's not just this horrible show. It's actually like the people like people it. love it. Um, it's. You know, you can kind of you can relate the movie a bit to The Hunger Games. And I think that those movies fail a bit at that, at like showing you the crowd reaction of the show. Yeah, I would have liked those movies better if they showed crowd reaction. It would have been way better. Yeah, and like and and show you what the people think of this exactly, because we're supposed to think it's disgusting, but also the movie presents it as kind of cool. So I want to see what the crowd thinks of it. That'll that'll make me, you know, know how to think of the whole um, the whole show. Now, before they shoot Arnie into the game zone, Killian shows him that he has Arnie's buddies Laughlin and Weiss, and they're going in with them. And Arnie drops his usual I'll be back line here. He's always dropping that. Then they shoot the three of them into the game zone. And this was really cool. I thought this was like good effects for back in 87. Just this little like kind of like a little bit of a like a roller coaster ride that they're on, just getting shot into the game zone. You really get the idea yeah. that they're being sent far away. Like they're not just like opening a door for sure at yeah. the uh, auditorium they're at and that now they're in the game zone. They fire yeah. them like a couple miles at least, you know, into some other direction. They're traveling so fast for so long. And and I like this part where that his, his two buddies are injected into the game because this is the only reason he agreed to do it was so that his two buddies would be safe. So just throwing them into the game just shows you that Killian's just an asshole. Because like I've said, at this point, he's kind of charismatic and all the people in the movie kind of like him. Um, so you you maybe start, you know, swaying a bit to his side. This tells you this is the bad guy. You know, you're not supposed to like this guy. But you still do. I still love him. Oh, I still love him. I still love him. <laughs> There's no point in the movie where I don't love him. No, he's so he's so charismatic. In this movie. It's actually ridiculous how good he is in this movie. He should have won the Academy Award. Okay, he could have. He, he honestly that year he would have been on my my nomination list. Me too. We learn here that Amber actually works at ICS and she's doing a bit of snooping now. And she goes through some files and she finds the original unedited footage of the food riot. Oh no. Oh. oh my. We've that, seen that footage, Tim. We saw we it. We know what that's about. We saw it. He can burn in hell, Dean. He can he burn in kill hell because he didn't kill innocent people. Amber, Chill out. <laughs> Amber gets caught, though. She's caught. She's the hand on the shoulder, and then they cut away. Uh, but yeah. hey, it's a, a great time in the movie here. It's time to name the first stalker. And it's Tim. chosen by an... Hold on. It's chosen by an audience member, which I thought was really neat yes and i love that the lady who gets to choose she says her husband and son have their favorites but she'll go with sub-zero i think that's wonderful insight into this world where a kid at home is watching this murder show and has his favorite murderer yes i think that's great Yes, Tim, this is what I was talking about before, where they're sort of building the world. Now we know that she has like, 
this woman's husband and kid have their favorite, but she's going to go different. Like everyone yeah. has their own stakes in this thing. Like it's fucking the MCU or something. You know, everyone's just like, I have my favorite movie. I have my favorite superhero. My husband likes Iron Man, but I like Captain America. You know, it's like these are heroes to them and they're just murdering people. It's so cool. It's such a great moment in the movie. Um, and just like the... We're, we're so deep into this episode and we haven't even talked about the stalkers yet. You know, the stalkers are just so fun. So just to have one named right away, Sub-Zero, and we're going to see a stalker. I don't know. At this point in the movie, I don't know there's going to be more. I don't, I don't know. This is cool. This is already cool just to have Sub-Zero going after them. Very cool. Uh, that lady yeah. must have been Canadian for choosing Sub-Zero. Hell yeah. <laughs> and the stalkers for me are the best part of the movie. Okay. Yeah. Richard Dawson, very, very close number two. Best actor in the movie, Richard Dawson. My favorite part, the stalkers. I love when movies give me an array of really well-defined, unique bad guys. It's one of my favorite things. I really like seeing it. And they just did it so well in this movie. Yeah, well, American Gladiators, that's what that's all about. And it's all, as you're saying, it's all from this. It's all from just having these really unique, weird villains that are going to go out and kill these prisoners. It's it's so good. It's so fun. Uh, Yeah, it's Sub-Zero. Let's see what Sub-Zero has to offer right away here. Exactly. He's a hockey player. He has a razor sharp (laughs) stick. He has explosive pucks. And his equipment is stained in blood. Great. Fuck yeah, let's go. Great. What else do you need? No, it's the best. It's too bad for him, though, that Arnie doesn't like hockey and Uh. clotheslines him with some barbed wire and then chokes him dead. Yeah. So the stalker very quickly gets put away. The audience is silent. They are in shock. Yeah. This doesn't happen very often. Uh, That's what we get from sort of this shock of the audience. This is the first stalker to ever be killed. Oh, there you go. Because they call it the running man because you're supposed to run away from the stalkers. Nobody yeah. fights back. That's the thing. Right. So but, you can actually, you can win by getting away from them. Yeah. yeah. Nobody fights though. Uh, that's why they're all, That's why the shock is so big. But Arnie says to Killian, he says, hey, here is Sub-Zero, now Plane Zero. This is a line that takes a lot of heat. Yeah, so it's it's classic, classic line of just like one of the one of the cheesiest action lines ever. You know, people if you want to rank Arnie lines, people like to rank it, you know, high up there because it's so ridiculous. I I don't actually understand it. <laughs> what do you I think I do understand it. Oh, please please tell me because again this time when I watched it, I was like, okay, I'm going to figure out this line. And I thought about Plane Zero for so long and I couldn't figure it out. Okay, well, let me Let me share what I think the heat is for the line. I think the heat is that he is called Sub-Zero. Okay. So by calling him Plain Zero, you're actually elevating the level of his character. Because (laughs) he used to be Sub, but now he's like Plain. He's on par. So he's actually been elevated. So why would you say that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the heat. Yeah, okay. But what I think, if you look at it, in terms of temperature, the way that Sub-Zero is portraying himself, he likes to be cold. He likes to be below zero. So by Mm -hmm. calling him like warmer than he is Mm. would be an insult. (laughs) 
If you're Mr. Freeze yeah, and they call you like Mr. Warm or like Mr. Plus One, you'd probably be offended. So I, I think like in there is kind of what the line means. He should have said uh, Sub-Zero, now just Zero. I mean, that would have been like way that, better. Right? Anything yeah. would have been way better. <laughs> But yeah. like thinking about what they were actually going for. Right. That's what I, they're I think going it's for. Like yeah. Sub, yeah. It's that, you know, he's, he does nothing special about him. Now he's just zero. He's just. Yeah. It's like, if you call zero. the human torch, you're like, now you're, Hey, human torch. Now, now you're, you're just, now you're Iceman or something. Right. It's like, right, Oh, that'd right, be very yeah. insulting. Cause what, what I like, what I really like and what I'm appealing to is heat. So by calling me yeah. cold is an insult. So this guy is cold. Calling him not cold is an insult. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm very disappointed that Arnie never brought that line to Mr. Freeze. That would have been great Ooh. if he said somehow made that work in Batman and Robin. Um, I feel like maybe it was part of his audition. Maybe he delivered that line and they're like, yeah, you're in. We got you're in. They, they pro he probably didn't even have to uh, audition. They're probably like, we saw you in The Running Man. We yes. loved your line. Would you yeah. be Mr. Freeze? Could you, I, we would like you to bring that energy to Mr. Freeze. Just all of yeah. that. That's all we want that moment. So next up, we have two stalkers going out. We have Buzzsaw and Dynamo. Buzzsaw has a chainsaw and a motorcycle. Dynamo shoots electricity and drives around in a dune buggy. And sings opera. And sings opera. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Amber, who's been caught snooping is now being sent to, to join the guys in the game zone. Another really great twist. I, I love it. Great, yeah. It's also great because Arnie doesn't give a shit about her at this point. Like, he doesn't care. He doesn't, but he does. Like, he doesn't care about yeah. her, but he cares about people. And like He cares about people. He, cares yeah, he, about he doesn't life. want her to just die, but also she gave him up. So it was funny that he, when she was in the game, he was like, oh, this is the person that turned me in at the airport. Is this <laughs> yeah. your reward? <laughs> that was yeah. really funny. <laughs> yeah, he had some good lines with her. Yeah. They introduce her to the audience before they shoot her into the game zone. And they make up some lies about her, obviously. And their lies are that she cheated on high school exams and yeah. had sex with two, sometimes three people in a year. <laughs> Yeah, that's their big lie about her, and the crowd's just like, Boo. yeah, the crowd horrible. is so mad. The she's crowd thinks horrible. she needs to be chucked in this game. So another great world building part of it, where it's just like, um, you might be arrested for absolutely anything in this exactly. game, and then be like in this world, and then be tossed into this game to die. It's not just the people that are murderers; it's yeah. anybody. You could be arrested for nothing, and they just make up lies about yeah. you. The final lie that they said was that she fell in love with uh, Ben the Butcher was the final lie right yeah that was the last thing was she fell in love with ben the butcher which is very bad that's very that's bad terrible terrible um yeah i wonder if cheating on the exams and just like two to three people two to three men as sexual partners in a year is really a lie like that just seems like just regular life i mean it seems pretty normal but it seems pretty normal i wonder if in they, this world if they actually not. didn't bring up any lies they were just like what can we dig up on this woman? I think they were trying to tell you something about the world. Yeah, I think so. Because everyone was booing. Everyone was very upset at her for these oh, they, things. They thought she was the worst person in the world. She was the worst. Yeah, she's the worst. Only eclipsed by the butcher himself. Oh, the butcher's the worst. He's the worst person. 
Now, back inside the game zone here, Dean, the nerdy friend Weiss thinks he can jam the ICS network from where they are inside the game zone. And he says the resistance has been trying to do this for five years. So this is a big deal, big deal to them. And Amber catches up with the group at the same time that Buzzsaw and Dynamo do. And kind of further to what you were talking about before, I really enjoy as the stalkers are fighting with the group that they keep flashing back and forth between the fight and the studio audience watching it. It it just gives it this really playful nature because while you're in this moment of like intense action where someone is going to get killed and you're hoping it's not Arnie or Amber, you jump back to the crowd having the best time of their lives. They're just so into it. They're so, they're so happy. They're laughing. It's, um, Again, it's just that vibe that it, this weird vibe it creates that really works for me. Yeah, it's interesting that it, when you flash back to the crowd really enjoying it and loving it, it makes it disgusting. Yeah. Right? Where if you're watching it and you're watching the action happen, you almost start cheering for, you know, well, you all obviously are cheering for Ar- Arnie. And so you're cheering for him to kill these people, you know? So you're like, cool, kill these people. And then when they flash back to a crowd cheering about the violence, you're like, oh, no way, this is gross. Like, I can't believe that they do this in this world. So it's really a, just like gets you grounded back in this world about like, what crazy stuff is going on here? You know, how they have everyone kind of brainwashed and how everyone loves all this violence and everything. It just really reminds you of the world you're in. It really shows how like the propaganda can work because yeah. oh, us yeah. as, as the real viewers, we've seen the truth. So in these fight sequences, we're cheering for Arnold because we know he's not what he's being portrayed to be. Then you cut sure, to the yeah. audience who yeah. has been fed lies and they're bloodthirsty for Arnold to be killed. They're cheering for the stalkers. And it's yeah, it's just totally. the, the two different perspectives. And it's what you're being fed by the TV versus what we saw as reality. So it's very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, so, Dean, Buzzsaw is up against Arnie. What did you think of this Buzzsaw fight? Uh, so I think... I think if I had to rank stalkers, Buzzsaw is my number one. I know he's kind of sort of the most like regular one, but I just really like chainsaws. I think they're really scary. <laughs> so yeah, um, they are scary. Uh, yeah, I just think I like I, I like a person with a chainsaw and he was really big, you know, and he had the blonde hair. So he looked cool. So I always like Bu- Buzzsaw. I always like how he looks. Um, so I was into the buzzsaw fight. I was into Arnie getting dragged behind the motorcycle. Yeah. I thought that was really neat, really cool. Um, and then, you know, when they get to a hand-to-hand combat of trying to, like, overpower each other with the chainsaw, uh, it, for me, it's fun stuff. I, I, I really liked all the buzzsaw stuff. Yeah, buzz. I liked buzzsaw, too. He was, like, kind of kind of the equal to Arnie. He was, like, very, very, yeah. a very, very powerful man. Except he had a motorcycle and a chainsaw. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought they had a really like great fight. Um, Laughlin had a great moment here where Arnie was about to get hit by the chainsaw and he pushes Arnie out of the way and then takes the the hit himself. Oh uh, yeah. Which he ultimately right. ends up dying for. Um yeah. and really affected Arnie that this guy saved his life. Um I thought that was really neat. And totally. I thought it was cool when um like the way Arnie killed him was that he put the chainsaw right up into Buzzsaw's private area and uh, Buzzsaw actually sang a bit of opera here as well. He did. He went real high. Little soprano. Um, yeah. When he, 
when he cut off his tweeter there, he just stuck that chainsaw. And like, that's also what was kind of fun about it. Because it like fun. Buzz Buzzsaw was pushing the chainsaw towards like Arnie's face. Yeah. And then Arnie starts overpowering and you're yeah. like, okay, here we go. Yeah, he's overpowering. He's going to cut off Buzzsaw's face. head. Yeah, no, And then he starts quite. turning it down. Yeah, what's happening? Turning it. Where's it going? So funny. Oh, what's he doing with it? Oh, Where's no. he going? Where's he going with oh. that? Oh, shit. Oh, no. Ouch. Between the legs. Oh, no. Ooh. Oh, no. Totally deserved uh, it, though. Yeah, it's uh, he totally deserved it. Uh, he was a great. prick. Great Buzzsaw moment. was a prick. He now has no prick, Tim. Yeah. He's, he has no life. He's lifeless. <laughs> he's dead. He got killed. Oh, yeah. He's definitely dead. He got sawed in half, I believe. I like that Buzzsaw got, got Buzzsawed. Sure. I'll let you have that. I don't know. I don't know he about did. it. I don't know about it, but I'll let you have it. He got buzzsawed. What's a buzz what's getting buzzsawed? Chainsawed in half. He chainsawed him in half. Is that what getting buzzsawed mean? <laughs> it is now. It is now. All right. That's it why I said I'll let movie. you have it. But <laughs> Tim, if I said if I said, Oh, if you asked about someone and I said, Oh no, he got buzzsawed, <laughs> what would you expect? That was a, you'd expect he got cut in half with a chainsaw. Hey, I don't like it, Dean, but I said I'm gonna let you have it, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Weiss breaks away with Amber, and they find the uplink interface. But, oh, no, it has a hexagonal decode system. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. What? How? Seriously? A hexagonal? Like, oh, why no. did it have couldn't to be Couldn't just been a square? It, why couldn't it have just been a square or a circle? Or a triangle? It's got to be hexagonal, eh? Yeah. Weiss makes it sound like a huge problem. And then he just fucking cracks it, like, in five seconds. And what's he... Is he even doing anything? Like, I don't, I don't even know, know what he's, he's like doing. talking to Amber as he's punching things in the key, <laughs> uh, into the keyboard. I don't know. Uh, but then... So he gets the code. He cracks it. And then he gets killed by uh, Dynamo. Arnie shows up, and Dynamo starts chasing him in his dune buggy. <laughs> the ride of the Valkyries is playing. This is so great, dude. I love... So great. I love this moment in the movie. Um, I'm having a lot of fun, but Dynamo just wipes out on a hill and gets pinned yeah. under his ride. What did this remind you of? Him getting pinned under his ride? He wipes out. He's he he's driving a vehicle and just wipes out when he shouldn't have on a hill. Oh, I don't know. Jaws it 3. didn't remind me, Tim. Jaws 3. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. He's in full that, control that, of his ride and he just wipes, hits Tim, a hill and wipes out. Why is he yes, wiping out Yes, but Tim, in Jaws 3, it wasn't in the script. Here, it is in the script, I believe. <laughs> True. True. In Jaws 3, it was cocaine-induced. That's right. Yeah. Shout out to Jaws 3. One of the funnest movies oh, ever. What a great movie. Um, I, I just wanted to say at this moment that, like, while Buzzsaw may be my number one, just because I really like Chainsaws and I think he looks cool, Dynamo is, like the most ridiculous stalker in this movie. It's unbelievable that this guy exists in this movie. He's the best. He's, He's the, the best. best. I love like, him. Buzzsaw's my favorite, but Dynamo's the best. Um, He's freaking out here. The yeah. car's on top of him. He's stuck. <laughs> He's, He's yelling cut. <laughs> He's screaming cut and go to commercial. Cut. That's cut. so go funny. To cut. As if going to commercial is going to stop Arnie from killing him. What, what world part. is Dynamo living in? He he actually thinks it's actually not even real, maybe. <laughs> Does, Does he, he not know? Thinks? He thinks it's fake? 
What's going on? Maybe. Like, does Cut. he think they're actors? Go and he's commercial? just, like, not actually killing them with his lightning powers? I don't know. Is this cut. his first day on the job? Guys, we need a cut. We I cut. crashed the I'm car. Stuck. We need a cut. Can we cut? I can't kill him because I'm stuck under the car. <laughs> I'll be better after the commercial the commercial. <laughs> it's, the, it's so funny. I love it's it. It's too much. It's great. It's so good. It makes so much sense, though. Like, yeah. It just, it's so like perfect for this world you know because it is a it is a game show and things like this could happen right of course cut to commercial hurry it's my favorite moment in the movie oh so funny turns out though that what is going to stop arnie from killing him are arnie's morals right he's he's just not going to kill an unarmed man He, he won't do it yeah, he doesn't need commercials. Arnie's just not going to do it when he's just tipped over lying on the ground. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the crowd hates this. They hate it. They, they <laughs> yes, have been this, worked, I love this moment. Oh, they've been worked up into a bloodthirsty rage. They want they want yes. him to kill him. They want, they want murder. This moment is so key in the movie that when Arnie makes the moral choice to not kill a man who's lying on the ground, the crowd boos. They don't this like it. shows you just exactly what they're what they're there for they're just there for the murder like it is such a great moment in the movie for me i'm just that's when i'm like oh man this thing's kind of like like genius this thing's really really smart yeah for sure um killian makes a private call into arnie and wants to cut a deal he wants to give him a contract and hire him as a stalker now dude that's just upper level management thinking right there Oh, you know? totally. Uh, yeah. There's, no, there's no, no question why Killian's at the top with, he just knows, he knows what to do. Great call. That's, that's great thinking. Yeah. It's like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll, we'll bring him onto the <laughs> team. Him. We'll make him a stalker. He's the best. There we go. Think of the ratings if he was a stalker. Yes. Arnie is not interested in the offer. So Fireball suits up. He's up next. And dude, he looks Great. He looks amazing. Flamethrower. Check. Jetpack. Check. Safety goggles. Check. Check. He's got it all. Oh, uh, no, unfortunately, white, he's got safety goggles. White streaks in the hair? Check. 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 Yeah. Uh, he's got it all. I, I love him. I love Tim, Fireball. You know what I love about this? When they send Fireball into the field, and then they go back to the audience, and they ask for... Who's the next, who's going to have the next kill? Yeah. He says, who's, who's going to, yeah, exactly. Go Dynamo or fireball, right? Who's it going to be? Dynamo or fireball. Cause Dynamo's still alive. He exactly. didn't get killed. So exactly. who's going to have the next kill? Yeah. Dynamo or fireball. And the woman says, I think Ben Richards is going to have the next kill. And this is wild to everyone. That's not an option. This is not an option. No, 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 you can't choose Ben Richards, Dynamo or Fireball. And then we cut out, we cut outside to like the, the gambling ring where everybody's been making bets on what stalker is going to actually kill um, Ben Richards. And all of a sudden someone has the brilliant idea of what if I bet on Ben Richards? And so they say 200 on Ben Richards and they write on the board that Ben Richards odds are 100 to one. Like they add him to the board of something you can bet on and they write 100 
to one. It's great. Tim, I'm putting all my money on Ben Richards. Oh, hell yeah. This guy's fucking killed three of them or two of them and what let one of them live already. Yeah. Um, yeah, 100 to one. Good odds. Bet on this shit. In a world where none of them have died ever, he's already killed (laughs) two. He's got two. He let one of them get away and he's at 100 to one. That's that's a smart man's (laughs) bet right there. That guy just bet 200 bucks on 100 to one and everyone's throwing their money at it. It's so fun. I love the betting part. I love that this wasn't even an idea in their head was to bet on the the criminal. No one's even thought of that before. And then, you know, all of a sudden the woman chooses the criminal to be the next kill. And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess we could bet on the criminal. It's so good. I love it. Yeah, it was great. Absolutely great. So Fireball finds Arnie and Amber. And at first I didn't like this scene, but after watching it, it got a lot better. But it was where Fireball's kind of like, he's kind of like walking Arnie down. Arnie doesn't really have anywhere to go. Fireball's there shooting flames this way, that way. Arnie's kind of backing up like, where do I go? And he backs up into a room full of gasoline tanks. And he like looks around, he's like, oh, a gasoline tank. He just kicks one over and then Fireball shoots and the whole room blows up. And I'm like... That was stupid. Like, what a stupid way to kill Fireball. Because why are there just a bunch of gasoline tanks in this room randomly? That doesn't make any sense. But then Fireball just walks through the flames because he's fireproof. That just made it kind of perfect. Where it's like, it doesn't matter why these gas tanks are here. Because it wasn't to kill Fireball. It was just like a funny little like twist that, look, he's also fireproof. And the fight kind of goes on. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. Dean, what did you think of the Fireball scene? Like which part? Just that part right there? No, just like the whole the whole fight scene. Like he he flies in and lands in it with his jetpack. He's like comes in like he comes in like uh, Boba Fett. It's awesome. Yes. So we've already like I think just the whole setup of Fireball is kind of cool because we haven't actually seen a stalker who's been like in regular clothes. We've just seen them all sort of come in, but we've seen this guy in regular clothes being very concerned about everything that's happening. We keep cutting back to him and you're like, who is this guy? And then you hear like fireball to the costume room or whatever it is. And he goes and he gets suited up and then he has a fucking jet pack. So he just flies in there. I thought fireball was really cool. I think they did a really good job of making me feel like this is the guy. You know, like, yeah, we did the other stalkers, but this is Fireball. Like, Fireball's going to get the job done. I actually felt like he was a little more dangerous than all the others, right. um, just because of what the how the movie was able to build him up. Um, so I really like this part. I, I actually felt like he was um, a threat. I actually felt like he was a threat to... Uh, to Arnie in, in this, uh, in this sort of fight. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was all good for me. I, I like how he went out. You know, I like how, I, I like how the ending was for him. I like that he, like Arnie kind of, you know, he kind of outsmarts him, but then also turns his own like weapon against him kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I was, fi- I was sort of fine with that. Like it wasn't the best kill in the movie. Obviously it felt like a, a little bit, um, you know, it wasn't as flashy as the other kills, but uh, I, I was fine with it. I was fine how it ended. Yeah, he kind of used Amber's misdirection to uh, get, yeah, get yeah. the upper hand. Yeah, he used so Amber's misdirection and kind of turned a little boring, Fireball on himself. Yeah, really cool character. Not the greatest fight scene, but kind of tough to make yeah. a fight scene where this guy's got this flamethrower. Like, what do you do, right? What are you going to do That's with kind it? of the thing. You can't actually get close to no. him. So it'd be tough to do anything. So that's why I thought, like, he was really cool. I was very afraid of him. And for a reason, you know, I guess the writers might have been afraid of him, too. They're like, how do we kill him? How do we get close to him to kill him? And then so they just kind of figured that Arnie would sneak up on him 
uh, unplug his gas line that was going like that was powering the flamethrower so that yeah. the gas line would be just spewing Exposed. gas all over the yeah. place. And then Arnie would light the room on fire that he was in. Yeah, it tosses a flare in there. Tosses a flare in there, yeah. Yeah, so Fireball's dead. And yeah. it's it's time to get serious here. Okay. They call in the retired Captain Freedom. They suit him up in some sort of robot suit, which he absolutely hates because he wants to fight honorably. And he basically says no and just walks off. Fantastic. This is one of the best moments in the movie. Like, he's been watching the whole time, too. They they keep cutting back to Jesse Ventura as Captain Freedom. In the back, he's retired, but he's watching. He's watching his buddies get killed. And you can tell he wants in. And then when the moment comes, they just slap on a bunch of like f- like fake armor or something, like armor yeah. he doesn't need and he doesn't want. And because of that, he's like, no, I'm not going to fight for you. I'm done. You guys yeah. are like, you're trying to cheat this whole system. You're trying to like turn this game into something that it, when it started, it wasn't that. It wasn't about yeah. just winning. It was about like a fair fight. And now it's turned into something completely different and I'm gone. I'm not, I'm not taking part in it anymore. I love that moment. It's so good. You, you mentioned before that if this movie came out before Predator, it might've done better, which is, you know, probably true, but this moment works so much better because Predator came out first. You know, I've, we've been seeing Jesse Ventura and we've been pumped up so much up to this point. We're like, oh man, if he ever, you know, if he ever dusts it off and gets back in the ring, that's going to be huge. Yeah. And then they call him in and you're like, oh my goodness, this is the guy. This is the guy that's been on the workout videos and that they've kept coming, cutting to, this is going to be great. Yeah. And he fucking quits because he thinks it's lame. So good. It's awesome. It's, it's so, so good. he doesn't even fight. He doesn't even get in there and fight. They don't even convince him. Nothing. Nope. He doesn't fight at he, all. He's just in like, this movie. He's it's like, amazing. Fuck this. I'm out. And he just takes off. And fuck this. It, I'm out. Beautiful. He's gone. It's, it's a it's beautiful so cool. moment. Yeah. It seems like they were 100% leading up to this this fight, and now we're not going to get to see it. But then we do get to see it, because ICS creates a fake video to show the audience, and it's a cage fight, and the cage has spikes inside of it, and it is Captain Freedom fighting. And they throw Amber into it. It's all digital. They throw Amber in. He violently kills Amber. The most violent mm-hmm. death in the movie. This was disturbing, by the yeah. way. Then he has a decent fight with Arnie, and then he kills Arnie. Yeah. And he restores peace and justice to the Running Man show. Yeah. Now, they screened a version of the movie where they didn't show you ICS working on the digital cut until after the scene happened. So they oh, made you. They made you believe that what you were watching was true. Hmm. And I will, I will say, Dean, that really kind of struck a chord with me because I felt like I saw that cut. And then I was trying to figure okay. out why would I have seen that, which I wouldn't have. Yeah. I think older brother, who was like the one who like rented this and let me see it, I think yeah. him and his friend fast forwarded the movie past that part so that I saw the movie thinking Arnie and Amber got killed because I have that memory of believing that this happened. Interesting. I I think older brother was doing me a favor and shared like the, this (laughs) weird cut 
that I think makes the movie a little bit better. I actually like... He created the cut for you, yeah. I like kind of thinking at this point that this fight happens and Arnie and Amber get killed. I think that works better. Yeah, it may, it, it definitely adds a lot of... Uh, it adds a lot of intensity to that part for sure um, because that's not really there at all. We're just watching something happen. You know, there's, there's not sort of the same... Um, the, yeah, the same intensity, the same, you know, fear we have in the other moments where he's fighting other stalkers because we know it's fake, right? So if that was to happen, we would have kind of had that same intensity. And then once, you know, once uh, Jesse Ventura started to sort of turn it his way, we'd be like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Like, what's happening here? And then, you know, showing us that after. I think that could have worked. I think that might have worked. I think it would have been really great. I still want yeah. the Captain Freedom moment. So maybe they're cutting back and forth between the fight and Captain Freedom arguing about the fact that he doesn't want to fight. And then maybe right. by the end, we see that Captain Freedom walks off saying, I'm not going to fight. And then, you know, Captain Freedom yeah. in the digital version kills Arnie. And then we realize like this was not real. Um, Cause I, I still want, I still like the Captain Freedom moment, but I do think totally. it's, it's very impactful yeah. whenever you can like fake kill the main characters in the movie and have it make yeah. sense where you, you believe it, but then it, Turns out it didn't happen. Totally. I wonder if the, yeah, I wonder if there's a way where you can get both, where you can edit it in, in such a way that you can get both those moments. Cause that would be very cool to have both and have the captain freedom moment where he quits be as effective as it was for us and still, you know, still get that fake out that he's killing Arnie. That, that would have been cool. Now this was a bit weird, but the resistance seems to have headquarters inside the game zone. Yeah, this is this is a bit weird, Tim. This is a little bit. I, I mean, I, I it doesn't really matter, but it's kind of weird. It's very weird. Yeah, they just grab Arnie and Amber, and I just think like, why are they there? How did they get there? What are they doing here? There's cameras every. It's the Running Man. There's cameras everywhere. How do they make? A How base? do they have this? This doesn't make any sense. How does this exist? It's fine, but it doesn't make any sense. I agree. So Arnie, Amber, and the Resistance, they storm ICS, right? Arnie and Amber brought the codes. They've got the codes now. They yeah. decrypted the hexagonal um, mainframe, you know, uh, um, six-digit, nine-digit uh, password, whatever it was. They take over the TV signal, and they start screwing with Killian and ICS. They show footage of the previous winners of The Running Man, who are now dead. Yeah. They, they, the running man show, they, they led people to believe that you could win. There were supposed to be a couple winners. They show that these guys never made it out of the running man. They never made it out. This is all propaganda. They got killed. And then they play the original footage from the Bakersfield massacre that shows what Ben Richards really did. He didn't fire on those people. Yeah. And uh, Killian starts to lose the crowd just as Arnie and the Resistance burst into the room and start to have a shootout with the ICS guards. Yeah, I, I found it really interesting that the crowd turns on him. So it's a, just another thing sort of maybe in, in the whole world of the propaganda that they're pushing at them and then buying into it. Like they still are upset when they figure out it's not a fair fight. 
When they figure out that you can't win, they're mad. When they figure yeah. out that this guy wasn't actually a criminal, they're mad. So they are like super into the game show and super into all the murder in the game show. Uh, but only if it's as a part of the rules that they were fed, you know, only if it was yeah. like still sticks to the rules that they were told, which I thought was, again, very interesting for the movie to sort of tell us. That is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like if you want to create a world, we'll buy into it. But if you're gonna yeah. cheat us in the world that you're creating, we're not gonna we're not gonna like play along. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I absolutely love this next scene here, where Dynamo is walking the halls of ICS. I just I love seeing him behind the scenes like this. Like I know we've seen the stalkers suit up and head out, but here's Dynamo coming back after a shitty day's work. Yeah, he's coming he back to the office. He failed. He's just like, he he's going probably, to the break room. He's going to have a hot shower. He had the shittiest yeah. day ever. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that was like really funny and really completed this illusion of this TV world for me. This was the yeah, one totally. thing that was missing for me was seeing a stalker kind of returning after the fight. Yeah. So I That's really, amazing. really enjoyed it. And unfortunately for him, as he's walking the halls, he gets killed by Amber. But Great. Good. With his pants it's down, all good. which is it, excellent. It was his own fault. He was trying to do some unfortunate things. Yeah, he pulled his own pants down for other reasons, and he got he got his, which was great. Yeah, he uh, deserved that's total, it. That's a great point, Tim, because now we've seen a stalker waiting out of out of uniform waiting to get called in get called in and now we've seen a stalker come back after a shitty days of work yeah <laughs> roaming it, just, it completes halls. it all for me it makes it's just so good it's everything so, yeah, so believable yeah now arnie catches up to killian denmark's strongest man sven killian's bodyguard shows up but decides not to fight arnold because he says steroids did this to me and then he walks off uh yeah dude steroids did no. that to arnold too yes, what's the problem yes, tim. here tim he's saying it because killian insulted him before he said what did he like when when uh when when uh jesse ventura was saying he didn't want to fight uh Killian said to Sven, like, get him out of here. What did steroids make you deaf or something like that? So then he's just bringing it back. He got offended, very offended in that moment. So he's just bringing it back here and being like, I don't know. I guess I can't fight you because of steroids. So he's just, yeah, he's just bringing back the insult to like not stick up for his boss anymore. You just solved my biggest beef with this movie. Yeah, no, it's all good. Because I thought like, I really felt they were leading up to this fight the whole time. And then I I felt like I was cheated out of it. I wanted to see something like I don't even I don't care if they fight. I don't care if Arnold just shoots him dead. Yeah. But I wanted yeah. something. I didn't want him just walking away. But yeah. I never put those two together. And I really Killian went one insult too far here. And he I know insulted exa- the, his, his like number one body bodyguard. So he went one too far. I know the exact moment you're talking about. Like I can hear that yeah. line. I remember that part in the movie. I just never connected those dots. Yeah. That he's just yeah. like, you know what? Screw you, Killian. You know, you, you're exactly. You're, yeah, you're a shithead. You're a shithead. Yeah. You're a shithead. Figure it out yourself. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. And it's this moment that I'm always like, oh, fuck, Sven's his brother. 
I always think like, oh, Sven's <laughs> going to be his brother. And then that's not a thing because that's no. not a thing. In Edward movie. is his brother, Dean. Edward. Edward, I know. But I I always feel like he's going to be like, I've been Edward the whole time. Yeah. Never no. happens. No. I don't know where you got that. Killian is trying to talk Arnie out of killing him. But Arnie straps Killian into the rocket chair, sends him towards the game zone with no brakes, and Killian smashes through one of his own billboards to a fiery death. The people on the street love it. It's their new favorite show of all time. (laughs) We get a cheesy 80s song as Amber and Arnie reunite. The song definitely wasn't a Stan Bush song because his music is good. The crowd goes wild and the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, Tim, exactly. (laughs) Um, so I, I did want to mention this song at the end here. So yeah, did uh, you? <laughs> you don't. Yeah, you don't like this song, right? I could no, tell. I didn't like, didn't this, like song this song so much. This song is so fucking weird in this moment because this movie's like, this movie is not blood sport. You know, like this movie yeah. is like really good and has shit to say. So like, yeah, it's really out of place at the end here. Totally out of um, place. I like, so I like the song. I like it in a different movie. Like I like it in a cheesy eighties movie, but this is, this movie's kind of good. Like, so as soon as the song plays, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's the weirdest, weirdest choice ever. It's the weirdest choice. I don't get it. It's not the spot for the song at all. It's so weird. Just imagine watching a Paul Verhoeven movie. And then at the end, this shit plays. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like this is, that kind of is the type of movie we're, we're dealing with right now. Like it's a, it's an action movie, but it's like got stuff to say, you know, it's, it's really smart. And it's got this weird song at the end. It's, uh, I like the song, but weird, weird placement. You like the song? Yeah, I like I like Stan Bush, man. Of course, I like this song. Like, I know it's not Stan Bush, but yeah, it's yeah. very very similar vibe. Okay, it is very similar. Yeah, it's yeah. just not quite yeah. as good as Stan Bush because he's he's so good. Because he's good. He's like as you the know, best. Tim. I mean, he's one of the greats. The, the best is coming to my mind right now. The goat. <laughs> he's, the best. he's the goat. Um, hey, question yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to rank the stalkers? Uh, yes, I do. I do. Let's do that. Let's rank the stalkers. Okay. Um, what what's the ranking based on? Just like my fa- personal favorite. Your personal favorite. Okay. Um, you're gonna have to go first because I wasn't ready. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Dynamo. He is my favorite. I think a lot of it has to do with his yeah. Dune buggy. I just think that's a really cool little vehicle he has, and his LED lights are. I, I love Christmas lights. I love yes. LED lights. I just think I'd be like such good friends with him because he also loves LED lights. So I've got Dynamo. Then I've got Captain Freedom. I love the fact that he chose not to fight. I will not fight. Yeah. He revolted against ICS. Then I've got Fireball. I just think he looks so cool. His hair, his goggles, his jetpack. Then I've got Buzzsaw. I wasn't too thrilled yeah. with Buzzsaw. I like them, but not at my top. And then Sub-Zero. Yeah. Just kind of a bit of a throwaway. Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay. So I got I got mine here. I, I said during the episode that Buzzsaw is my favorite, but actually actually putting pen to paper and making the list, he didn't make the top. <laughs> so um, it, it's got to be Dynamo. Like just the, everything that Dynamo brings to this movie. Like He's the fascinating. lights. 
he gets called a Christmas tree from Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is just like the best thing ever. He calls him a Christmas tree because he's lighting up. It's so good. He he opera sings. Yeah. He's got electricity somehow. He's got different colors of electricity. Like he stuns someone with electricity and he kills other people with a different kind. Like it's just so it's so wild. Dynamo is definitely just like the most insane stalker in this movie. Um, Dynamo's number one. I did put Buzz on number two. I like the look. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like a it's it's such a wrestling look for me. Like just the the blonde hair, blonde goatee. He's got the chainsaw. So I like Buzz. I liked his look. Captain Freedom, because of that moment. We love that moment. Uh, so good. Uh, then Fireball and then Sub-Zero. Um, we're, we're Canadian boys, but we have <laughs> yeah, we have the, the ice hockey stalker yeah. at the bottom. He wasn't really that cool. He has, he has no kills under his belt. He wasn't really that cool. He wasn't that cool. They tried to make him cool, but uh, yeah. they failed miserably. They failed. He wasn't really that cool. I mean, he sliced a gong in half with his stick, and that was about the coolest thing he did. Part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he gets ridiculed when he's dead by being called Plane <laughs> yeah. Zero. He gets called Plane Zero. Like, Terrible. spit on your grave. Why Terrible don't you? moment. Wow. Cool. Well, if you'd like to hear exclusive content from Talking Back you can head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash talkingbackpodcast where you can get bonus episodes for as little as $2 a month. Your support will go a long way to helping us continue to improve the podcast. So if you're interested, we'd love it if you'd head over there and um, you know join up the Patreon crew. And please be sure to check out all the great podcasts on the Blast From Our Past Network, And Dean, thanks for joining. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll catch you next time. This is no game. Standing in the dark, I swear I heard you calling my name. And then things have changed. No pain, no gain. Something in your eyes just told me that this nightmare would end And I had found a friend Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Thanks for listening to the episode, everybody. We wanted to let you know if you'd like to show your support for Talking Back, then please check out our Patreon page where you can join one of our membership tiers and unlock bonus episodes and more each and every month. Or you can check out our page at buymeacoffee.com slash talkingback, 
where you can make a one-time donation of any amount or feel free to leave a positive review for us on iTunes. All three options are great ways to show your support for the show. That's it. We're done.